0: Hey, Jason Flatlin here, and today I'm gonna to talk to you about a communication model that you can use which will help you close more sales, it'll help you have more impact with whatever content and education material you create, and it will even improve interpersonal relationships with friends, with loved ones, family members, intimate relationships, etc., cetera, et cetera. Now, before we get into this communication model that I'm gonna break down here today, Let's talk about why it's important. And I think the main reason, more than anything else, is it puts you in a state of instant rapport, near effortlessly, and the rapport is very deep. This also unlocks empathy. I think empathy is a secret weapon. My friend Chris Voss, uh, best-selling author of maybe of all time of the book, Never Split the Difference, which is an unbelievable masterpiece in its own right. Uh, I went to his premiere of his documentary, uh, and it was called Tactical Empathy. He came up with that name. I love it. Um, We can use empathy in a way that is wholesome and ethical, and it's perhaps the best way to really understand somebody else. And then as a result, have them be open to hearing you because now they feel understood. So now they're more receptive, maybe the most receptive they can be um, to any insight or any advice that you can give. And lastly, the reason this model works so well is it helps you break out of stuck patterns. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the concept of the shame spiral, but it is one of the most insidious patterns that really limit us and harm us as human beings. Is, you know, we feel bad about something and then we feel bad about feeling bad about the thing. And now we feel really miserable, which makes us feel even worse. And pretty soon you just go into this shame spiral where you feel bad about feeling bad almost in perpetuity and it ratchets it up. Uh, We are creatures of habit and our habits are typically pattern based. And it's really easy when we hit limiting behavioral patterns to get stuck in those and to get caught in ruts, so to speak. And so this can help unwedge people that are stuck in patterns and even in communications with other people where you say this and they say that and it just happens every single time. All right, so let's break down this model. There's a pattern I've just discovered over and over again where you could almost break anything down into fours. And when it comes to responding to something, if somebody says something to you or if somebody comes to you looking for something, This is how you can address that. There are four ways, and only four ways, essentially. Now, there's multiple colors of these four ways, but the four broad strokes of it are you can agree with what they say or what they think or what they feel or what they believe. You can challenge it. You can reflect it. Or you can ignore it. Now, I like to use sales as an example. We're always selling at all times, whether we realize it or not, and we're always buying at all times. What we buy and what we sell obviously can determine where we go in life, and so this is why I like to use sales as an example here. So, And let's, let's talk about objections, because typically where there is a disconnection, I object to what you believe in or you object to how I show up in the world, and that's what creates that friction. And if we can't get past that friction and move into understanding, nobody benefits. And so a typical objection in sales is, it costs too much, or it's too expensive, or I can't afford it. Uh, It's a price objection related to large amount of cost for an unknown value that may occur in advance. If you were selling a product, And you showed it and you said, this is what it is. This is what it does. Here's the investment to get started in this. And somebody said to you, gosh, that's a lot of money. The natural salesperson is likely to respond reflexively or defensively. They wanna justify that it isn't a lot of money. The problem with that type of reactive Communication is, uh, at least at an unconscious level, it makes people uneasy. They don't hold a strong frame of confidence related to what they're charging. And that's a big issue, Uh, and that causes that friction. By far, my favorite way to deal with a price objection is to agree with it. Um, I like to just agree with almost everything. Uh, That is my default, is to agree to it so I can better understand that person. I don't have to adopt it or adapt it to my own but I can agree with it nonetheless. So if somebody says, yeah, it's expensive, I say, it is expensive, but is it worth paying the price for it? And I have closed more sales that way by simply just agreeing with that objection than I have trying to fight it, trying to counter it, trying to wrestle it away, and so on and so forth. And so in communication, I find more often than not, the best thing to do is to agree right away. So kid comes out of school and and she's all upset and she says I had a terrible day today. I say you had a terrible day today. I agree with her. <laughs> I don't question it, I don't challenge it, I don't suggest otherwise. I meet her where she is at. And then once she sees that and feels that, then she feels safe to give me further information. And again, with my friend Chris Voss, it's the same thing when he was dealing with terrorists. Uh, he would agree with what they were saying in terms of reflecting it back to them, active listening, if you will, um, where he'd say, "You don't believe that I can, you know, get you what you're asking for," or something like that, along those lines. And so, agreement is the most powerful frame of communication that there is. Now, you can agree to what somebody is saying without necessarily agreeing with the conclusion of it. Um, so, you know, if a child comes up to you and say, "Everybody hates me." You can say everybody hates you and you can agree with their assessment based on their context and their viewpoint in the life that they're living now without necessarily thinking well i don't hate you that's what everybody wants to do is they want to challenge which is the second model second portion of the model of communication we're talking about here you would say i don't hate you and you know what happens in most communication when you do that if somebody says everybody hates me and you say i don't hate you the tendency is to push back and that's where miscommunication happens. So it's extremely rare in communication where you directly sh- uh, should challenge something immediately. Uh, now there are times when challenging makes sense. So this is where we, we say intentionally, we're gonna create dissonance um, to perhaps get a further understanding. And so in a sales situation, if somebody says it costs too much, I, I might say it costs a lot but does not buying cost even more. So you challenge it. Now think about how I just challenged it there. It wasn't a head on challenge. Oftentimes I like to challenge it around the edges, softly and again with as much empathy and consideration for the undervi- other individual as possible. Somebody says it costs too much. I said it might cost too much to the wrong person, but are you the wrong person? Or are you the right person? So that's a, it's a disarming way to challenge. Uh, So if a child comes to you and says, everybody hates me, um, you can say, everybody hates you? And you question it while saying the same exact thing. You turn the statement into a question. And so, again, rarely is the answer challenge. And when it is challenge, it's rarely a direct assault on the challenge. There's also reflection. So this kind of, it's not agreement wholly. It's, I need to know more about what you're saying so I can understand you better. So the first thing we can do is agree. The second thing we can do is challenge. The third thing we can do is reflect. And so if somebody comes to me in a sell situation and they say it costs too much, if I were to reflect that to them, I I would say, what I'm hearing is, you wanna get the best bang for your buck. Or another version of that is I'll, I'll say, if I understand you correctly, Your finances are tight right now, so you want to get the most out of your finances since you have limited finances. Is that correct? And I love that reflecting question because if they say, no, that isn't correct, they will tell me more so I can understand them better. And if they say, yes, that is correct, then we kind of know even more narrowly and more specifically what we have to hone in on. When we communicate verbally, there's a lot of deletion that occurs. And so when you say a statement, somebody hears only the words, but they don't hear the stuff in between the blanks and what those words mean to you and all the different under the iceberg type of communication that really exists, right? So oftentimes, you know, somebody takes it out on you when some other people have been mean to them throughout the day. And you don't know about any of the other stuff that's happened to them throughout the day. You take them where they're at. And so when we can reflect on somebody, we can unpack furthermore what the real issue is. And so if a child comes out and says, everybody hates me, what you might find, what you might find out through reflection is one person that day said something mean to them. But that one person is so important to them that it's coloring how they view everybody else. And so then you can talk to them about just you can get more narrow into what's really going on. Oftentimes what people first proffer up to you when they're looking for help or looking to feel safe or just want somebody to talk to, um, the first thing they proffer up to you is, is a smokescreen. It's a superficial version of what's really going on. And it's kind of like, if you can be in sync with me, I will let you really know what's going on because then I'll feel safe. But otherwise, right now I'm feeling in a vulnerable position And so i have to be cautious with my communication and again most of this happens on a superficial level now there is a fourth thing you can do so you can agree you can challenge you can reflect or the fourth thing is ignoring sometimes ignoring works really well Uh, so in a cell situation ignoring would be if somebody says it costs a lot i said Here's what this can do for you, and just flat out pretend I didn't hear what they just said. Uh, you know, the, the judgment rule of judgment here is if if this is really the issue or not. You're trying to figure out if it is or it isn't. If somebody's saying it costs too much, it costs too much, it costs too much, but they're still focusing on like, oh my god, this thing and that thing, and I want to know about this and I want to know about that. You can say, okay, that is a lesser important factor in the decision that needs to be made. So instead of getting swept up in the minor things let's focus more on the major thing. If they're all price focused, you focus on value. Because it's not just price or value, it's price related to value. And so you got to kind of tip the scales back in your favor in those types of communication. Now here's the big secret to why uh, I believe I have been so successful in marketing. When I'm communicating in mass, I do all four of those things. I agree, I challenge, I reflect, and I ignore. So this is why I like webinars, so I might have hundreds and hundreds of people on. Uh, so I can, in portions uh, of the webinar, agree with certain things that normally you think you wouldn't agree with. It's because sometimes people need an agreement to move forward. Sometimes they need it to be challenged to move forward. Sometimes they need to be reflective so they can unpack it more. And sometimes they can ignore it. Like a, a reflection is oftentimes I, I, I ask people, I said, is it failure that you're afraid of or is it success that you're afraid of? Because here's the things with failure that you know about. So they're known fears, but success, maybe they're unknown fears, because you've never been successful with this yet. What could that look like? And now we, we allow them to unpack furthermore what the real issue is here. Now I can do this in mass on a webinar, working with individuals, but then framing it so everybody in the group listening or watching the replay can also understand it. And that's really the answer here, is if you layer on different modes of communication, even at an individual level, you're likely to get better results in terms of the harmony and understanding and connection that comes from that communication. And so we will try all of them. We will try to agree, we'll try to reflect, we'll try to challenge, and we will try to ignore because the end result is a deeper understanding of the other individual. Most of us at the end of the day, we walk around feeling like we're misunderstood, and that makes us feel alone, like nobody gets us. And so if somebody can get us, that makes us feel better about who we are as individuals. It makes us feel safer. And when we feel safer, we can do more amazing things. We can live in abundance and we can thrive. And so the best thing we can do for everybody else is to learn how to better communicate. At the same time, other people will be more easily able to communicate with us if we demonstrate that we can communicate with them. So this will help you in business. This will help you when you're a coach or a trainer. This will just really help you with the people that you care about to seek better understanding. And from that, like we said, abundance becomes even more abundant. So there you go. I'll see you in the next video.